It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Speaking of B. John Robinson, he got that serious NIL deal last year. We got like a Lamborghini and $2 million. How much grief has he gotten in the locker room because of the NIL deal that happened last year for him, Desmond, at the University of Texas? No one really <laughs> talked about that one. More so is the, uh, the Dijon, Bijan mustard or whatever he's got going on with that. Um, and so, you know, that's the one that we kind of get on him the most about. But, you know, we knew he was drafted eight. We knew he had money. But we didn't know it was that kind of money down there in Texas. <laughs> Oh, blow me out. Oh, really? Paul. (laughs) And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman. Together we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. Harry, you almost got it. You almost got the gestures down. I, me- I, messed it, I messed it up that, turn, that time, and I was upset with myself. <laughs> Another reason why this show needs to be simulcast. <laughs> so we can see how the sausage is made. Man. <laughs> what? Never mind. I, I, it sounded, it, it sounded, what, it, it sounded ridiculous <laughs> in my head, and by the time I got it in my mouth, it was too late to stop Whoa. that whole trade. It's too late to stop Travis Kelsey from being back out on the football field this week, and we're going to get to that in about 10 minutes. Minutes. And I wonder how Travis Kelsey feels about the new winnable battle that the players are trying to win in the National Football League. The NFLPA has let it be known that they want all turf fields converted to grass fields. As a matter of fact, the executive director, Lloyd Howell, issued a statement on NFL field service. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But in a nutshell, he says moving all stadium fields to high quality natural grass services is the easiest decision the NFL can make. The players overwhelmingly prefer it. The data is clear that grass is simply safer than artificial turf. While we know there is an investment to making this change, there's a bigger cost to everyone in our business. If we keep losing our best players to unnecessary injuries, it makes no sense that stadiums can flip over the superior grass services when the World Cup comes or soccer clubs come to visit for exhibition games, but inferior artificial services are acceptable for our own players. Part of a statement he put out there today. Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, was he on first take? Well, he had a different take. From our standpoint, that's something we'll look at. We'll look deeply at it. You always want to try to get the, the best surfaces. Uh, FIFA will be in here. I'm meeting with the head of FIFA next week. They'll be playing World Cup. They will not be putting grass in. They'll be putting in a mixed grass, mixed grass with artificial surface. Mm-hmm. Something that we're working to try to see, is that a better surface for us? Because you've got to look at climate, too, Stephen. This isn't just about, you know, we, we are, is a field going to be good in September? Is it also going to be good in December and January? From our standpoint, you also have other players who like playing on a turf field because mm. it's faster. Mm, that's true. So you, you've got, you know, you've got a, a mixed opinions. Mm. What we want to go is on science. We want to go on what's the best from an injury standpoint to prevent the injuries, to give our players the best, best possible surface to play on. When it comes to money, it is hard to mess with the NFL. I give the players a lot of credit for putting it out there saying, hey, you say that you care about us as players, that you want the best for us. We've seen that completely go the other way. This is a chance to be a make-good situation if you're the NFL, the players. The problem with that is, Harry, 
the NFL does not care as long as the games are going to be played on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night. Yeah, the Shield is a Shield, and they're going to do what they feel is best for uh, the NFL as a whole. And if those stadiums uh, and those owners feel like they have multi-purpose use within those stadiums and they feel like grass is going to diminish some of that and it's going to you know, put them in a bind to where they're trying to keep things up even more, like MetLife Stadium. You have all kind of events mm-hmm. going on at MetLife Stadium, right? So for them, it's going to be a little tougher. But I'm going to err on the side of, oh, I'm going to side with players because I'm a former player. And I love playing on grass. And then when I started having those surgeries within my career, and every time we went into you know, the indoor facility to practice on turf, my coaches had to look out for me because they knew what it was going to do to my joints and my bones. Uh, but at the same time, when I look at the National Football League, when I look at these owners, majority of them, uh, a vast majority of them, are more concerned about the bottom line and that dollar, right. right? Bringing money into their pockets. And if they can do that in a massive way outside of, you know, football games, they're going to continue to do that. One of the things about players, and I give them all the credit in the world for it, look, when you speak up, don't be afraid to speak up and speak out. They let it be known that ever since that happened to Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Jets on Monday night, that we've had enough of this. But they also have to know the reality of the situation. If the owners do not want to be moved on something, that's not going to cost them money. They're just not going to do it. Devin King, one of our producers, mentioned it. You just eloquently said it right now. When you have so many different events that can add to your bottom line, if you have a stadium deal or if you don't have a stadium deal, you're not going to upset the people that own the stadium just because the players want something and the stadium is going to say, we're not doing that and cost ourselves a chance to have events come here. The players are just going to have to deal with that and try to make accommodations. And the players know that. I don't blame them for putting out statements. I don't blame them, whether it's David Bakhtiari speaking up for his ex-teammate, Green Bay Packers offensive tackle, or Lloyd Howe, the executive director of the National Football League Players Association, saying, look, you guys know what the end game is supposed to be, but you won't do it. The bottom line is, though, they're not going to challenge the end game and beat the end game known as the power and the money that the NFL owners are not going to ever give to the players. No no way, no shape, no how. Yeah, and I didn't like the part that he brought up, the climate, because when you look at the Denver Broncos, they have grass. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they have grass. It gets cold. The weather gets bad there. Also, when you um, look at the Baltimore Ravens, you look at the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, weather gets bad in those places as well. Yeah. And those teams have natural grass, so... I mean, I, I don't think I really like that example, but I understand both sides of it. But I am leaning on the player side because I'm a former player and I knew, I actually know exactly what turf did to my body, right. especially when I got older and when I was consistently playing on it. I give Roger Dell a lot of credit because this is what he does. As an owner, He's really an owner in the NFL. His job's not I, easy I, now. Yeah, exactly. His job is never easy when you're you're basically basically that whooping boy for everybody throwing whatever bullets and arrows at the NFL owners. That's what he gets paid for. He knows exactly what that job description is. He does not mind having that job description. But Roger Goodell's always been really, really good, and the owners should really pay him double the money they pay him. He will not allow the narrative to control the NFL. And, I, and I'll say this. On, on first take today, number one, I thought Stephen A. did a great job and had great questions for no him. Doubt. Mm-hmm. And I also thought he did a great job, you know, providing answers to those questions and being uh, uh, informative 
uh, for the public to, to to understand where the NFL and also him as the commissioner are coming from. Yeah, the, the NFL knows this. They got the perfect guy as their mouthpiece when it comes to Roger Goodell. He could have just put out a statement. It, no, he went on a show that he knew yeah. people were going to pay attention to. And the question was going to come. And he knew that. Yep. He expected it. He embraced it. He probably rehearsed his answer in the mirror. So, Roger, when you have the suit on, make sure you put your right hand in the air. You look at Stephen <laughs> A to the left. You say hi to Molly Curum. You say hi to everybody. You make sure he knows how to play that role and understand. He doesn't care if you believe him. He doesn't care if you trust him. But he knows what job one is. Make sure that I, when I speak for the owners – this is what it's going to be. And he's going to bring everything into context. We talked to players. Some of those players don't mind turf fields. And you can look at Roger Goodell and say, man, please stop lying. You, we know you didn't talk to as many players, but you talked to enough players. This way no one can say that you don't have receipts to back up exactly what you're going to put out there and make that work for the common good right. that is the ownership group in the NFL. I'll, I'll be honest with you. When you look at Lambeau Field and the history behind Lambeau Field and everything that has occurred there, I couldn't imagine – a place like Lambeau Field being turf. Yeah, nah, I'm with you. I, I just mm. couldn't. I couldn't imagine, even though the Cleveland Browns haven't been good in the dog pound in that stadium having turf. I couldn't imagine the Pittsburgh Steelers and you know those terrible towels being waved. I can't imagine them having turf. They used to have the Astro turf. I know they don't want to go back to yeah, turf. Yeah. When the baseball team and the football oh, team, that was the common at, denominator. At the old Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah, uh, Three Rivers Concrete is what it was. So no matter what you think about Roger Goodell, you can say that he's lying. But when it comes to NFL players trying to win battles against the NFL ownership group. When keeping it real goes wrong. It's never going to work for NFL players as far as that goes. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Don't forget insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Mahomes, end zone. He's got another. I think he's going to eclipse Tom Brady as the goal. He never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. Worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. Now, normally when Kansas City plays and Travis Kelsey did not make it for game one, that would be the big news in Kansas City. Not this week. It seems that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift could be an item. That was plenty of that discussion at the MTV Video Music Awards, and the leader of the Swifties didn't deny it. She didn't say yes or no. She just said, she didn't even use, like, the we're just real good friends answer. She said, well, you know, things happen. I'm paraphrasing, of course. He shot that little shot. Look at him. Give I'm him pr- credit. I'm yeah. proud of him. Give, give him credit. He I'm put proud it out of there. Because we, we, we made fun of him. Yes, we did. That, you know, Taylor Swift wasn't paying him no mind. And apparently, she had bigger uh, things on her mind, concerts, yep. all that. Apparently we were wrong. Oh, yes, we were. <laughs> we were quite wrong. So Yes, he was. So if Taylor Swift shows up to a Kansas City Chiefs football game, Uh-oh. that will definitely confirm all the rumors that are out there involving Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, his dance move is going to be on point, point for that one. He's already got the dance moves. But the, just think is. about it. Taylor Swift is in the stands and Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. This is my time to let Taylor know that this dance is for her. <laughs> this is specifically for her. For not her. For, not for you. Not for you. And definitely not for you. But definitely for her right there. Mm-hmm. The billionaires that is Taylor Swift. Show e- you right. Either way, whether she's there when they play Jacksonville or not, Travis Kelsey feels like being there. He plans on being there, and he got pretty profane about letting everybody know how much he's going to be there on Sunday versus Jacksonville. Things are looking up. Feel a lot better than I did last week. Felt like an absolute ass. 
difficult not being able to play in that first game. You got to be very fortunate to play this game. I take a lot of this to heart, being able to be out there every single week. The last practice going into the first game, I got a little lazy on some of my movement and couldn't play in the first game. Like I said, a lot better than last week. A lot better than last week. A lot bleeding better than last week, according to Travis Kelsey. I don't worry about if the Chiefs win or lose this game being 0-2. No matter what, they're going to be fine. They get Chris Jones back. He has his money. He's feeling better. Not that he was feeling bad about the only big $19 million this year. He's going to make over more than $25 million. You get his Travis Kelsey back. Kadarius Tony will be back on social media. He's not going to th- drop three passes. It's not going to be easy because it was not easy playing Jacksonville last year yep. in the regular season in the playoffs. But that's a team that if they fall to 0-2, if they lose to Jacksonville, I don't worry about that when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, no, because they have a guy number 15 in Patrick Mahomes. And when, you know, Travis Kelsey wasn't there in the first game of Chris Jones, you still thought they had a chance because Patrick Mahomes is that dude. He is the best player in the National Football League. But I, w- I, w- I would say this. They – they don't want to start 0-2. Absolutely. Right? They don't They don't want to go out there and lose to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, the last two times that they played the Kansas City Chiefs, they had opportunities, right? They didn't cash in on those opportunities. But now you have a wide receiver on the opposite side for Trevor Lawrence in, in, in his pairing, quarterback wide receiver duo named Calvin Ridley, who had a phenomenal, you know, showcasing, uh, showing, uh, outing in his first game in the Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. So I'm really looking forward to seeing also Trevor Lawrence, how he's going to be in this game uh-huh. under Doug Peterson. And I want to see the defensive line of Kansas City because late in that ball game versus the Detroit Lions – the Lions decided that they wanted to play bully ball, and they were able to run that football consistently on that drive that scored that put them uh, ahead. So now Chris Jones is coming back, and Travis Etienne, he's a part of that run game along with Tank Bigsby. So I want to see, are the Kansas City Chiefs going to be able to stop the run? And we know they're going to pay man coverage. That's what defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, that's what he does. He brings pressure, plays man coverage. How are How is the secondary going to fare up against – the elite wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Kristen Kirk, um, and, and company. Right. Put it this way. We know that pressure on the Kansas City Chiefs. How about on the other side when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Many people believe there's no way they should lose the AFC South. They are clearly the best team in that division. But you get a chance to step up in class in big boy football against Kansas City. I think it's just the next game on our schedule. Of course, it's a big game, and this is you know the reigning Super Bowl champs, whatever you want, whatever you want to say, and you know the last however many years this has been the the best team in the league. So I think there's that added. Let's go get this one. Let's kind of show who we are. But it's the next game for us. We're just trying to go one and zero this week. Same questions you had when yeah. the Detroit Lions were playing them on Thursday night, right? If the yeah. Detroit Lions want people to take this team very very seriously then you got to go beat the champs. And the same thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We we understood they were able to make the playoffs last year. They came back from being down 27, 27 to nothing. But now you have Kansas City on your schedule. You struggled a little bit early on versus the Indianapolis Colts last week, which a lot of people, it raised a lot of people, a lot of eyebrows on people. Now can you go against Patrick Mahomes and get this victory in the against the Kansas City Chiefs? Trevor, baby. You can't tell me that. I think it's just the next game on our schedule. Trevor, (laughs) baby, come on now. You can say that if you're playing the Chicago Bears. (laughs) You can say that if you're playing the Houston Texans. You can say that if you're playing the Las Vegas Raiders. But you're taking on the biggest, baddest boy 
in the NFL jungle known as Patrick Mahomes, who's not only getting Travis Kelsey back at tight end, but Chris Jones, who's wanting to knock your block off on the other side, is going to be back. And your answer is? I think it's just the next game on our schedule. Oh, Trevor, baby, come on now. I was born at night at 127 in the morning, but not last night, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? I get it. He's trying to minimize it. Trevor, booby, you've been in enough big games in college at Clemson. You've been in a playoff game. You were down 27 to nothing and came back against the Chargers. Do not try to tell people out there that you're saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes, oh, they won a championship last year. Oh, boy, just another game on the schedule on a Sunday. Trevor, every game is not the same, even in week two in the NFL. Well, they better figure out how to guard Travis Kelsey. In mm-hmm. that playoff game last year, Travis Kelsey, I believe, had 14 yeah, catches. He wore there behind. And then in the out. first matchup, he had six for 81 and a touchdown. So they better have a better plan for Travis Kelsey because he's coming back. This is going to be his 2023 debut. Mm-hmm. So I know it. Yeah. Well, don't you let Taylor Swift be in I was going to say, you know he wants to show off another girl. It's, it's like when you get the next and you're showing a party with the ex. You don't want to look like a ragamuffin at that point. If Taylor Swift's in the building and this game's in Jacksonville, she just happens to slide by and show up in Jacksonville. You know, Travis going to say, "I'm not. You ain't dissing me in front of my girl. You are not. You you, believe you, you're not making me look like a clown no. in front of my girl. He might have 80 catches that Taylor Swift is there. Man, I'm trying to tell you now, and we understand that that is Patrick Mahomes' security blanket. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the football early and often. Trust me. <laughs> Just another game on the schedule. Trevor Lawrence, come on now. Speaking of when it comes to Travis Kelsey, there's another guy that's under pressure in this game. When it comes to Kadarius Toney, dropped three balls, (laughs) deactivated everything on social media, and everybody's like, oh, that's what you do. Things get tough. You decide to move on away of social media. Well, Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, had an interesting, interesting point about how does Kadarius Toney get past what happened opening night versus Detroit. Best way to get rid of that is to go out and practice and get back in the game and do better. So I think he, I'm not worried about him there. He's a competitive kid and a heck of a player. Okay. We'll see. Well, I would say this, and Andy Reid has shown this before. I remember Miko Harmon. I think he fumbled a punt return in a big game. And Andy Reid still had that confidence. At the time, Eric Bieniemy still had that confidence in Miko Hartman and went right back to him. Christine Lisi just told me it was against her Buffalo Bills in that playoff game. That's that's when it was? Yeah. Yep. And, if and, anybody would know, it'd yeah, be her. Exactly. So <laughs> when it comes to Andy Reid, and that's why he's one of the best, right now I think currently the best in the business coaching-wise because it's not just about X's and O's. It's about – you know, giving that player that confidence and also showing them that, yes, we know you dropped three crucial passes in the season opener, but we're going to come right back to you because we have faith. We traded for you for a reason because we we seen something in you. And just like the Super Bowl game, right? He had big plays in, in, in that matchup. But how do you put this behind you? If you play wide receiver in the NFL, if you're Kadarius Tony. On a stage like that, you drop three passes. Oh, it's confidence. It is confidence? Your confidence. So how do you reacquire that then? No, no, his confidence shouldn't be low. If you if you have if your confidence is strong, then it it, it, it was never lost. It, it it could it should never be lost. Freddie, I I keep trying to tell y'all, I didn't been through a lot of these things. My <laughs> first NFL game in the National Football League, I think I had three or four drops versus the Carolina Panthers on the road. Right. And I walked in the training room. My trainer hit me with, oh, there's my favorite receiver. That's allergic to the damn ball. Wow. That's what he said to me. Just like that, huh? But, man, you know, 
Roddy White and Brian Finner and all those guys, and I knew I could play in the National Football League, but those guys having my back as well as uh, the coaching staff and Matt Ryan, I was good. I was good. I moved on. Okay. No extra deal, drills in practice. You didn't need to do that. No more no, time but, with but the it's, jugs it's all, machine. It's, it's, it's all about technique, though, right? Uh, hand, yeah, uh, hand, hand placement. Coordination. Yeah, his hand placement is bad. Eyes yeah. the ball, took. Eyes the ball. Okay. One flea flea on on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and also HDogs83 says, Casey just lost. They mad. They about to make a statement. Kadaris Tony need not apply. <laughs> Why are you giggling now? What did Devin say in your ear? What did Devin King, what did our producer say in your ear? I, that's like the inside joke of this show right now. It's not what I said. Oh, it's, it's what I said. Oh, what did you say? I said, you know, eyes to ball. Tip. Hey, yes. <laughs> I had to ask, didn't I? I had to ask. He's Harry Douglas, I think. I'm Freddie Coleman. I used to be. We're Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Weigh in anytime you are. Join the flow home at Triple H A ESPN. 888-729-3776. That is the Freddie and Harry hotline. There's no panic level for the Kansas City Chiefs despite being 0-1. We cannot say the same for these other teams and their panic level. We'll tell you who they are and find exactly where that rates on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we are Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance 
on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio 15 minutes away from the debut of In Other News. It'll prove once and once again there are a lot of stupid people on planet Earth. That comes away in about 15 minutes. But we got week two in the National Football League. As a matter of fact, it starts tomorrow night. Minnesota Vikings trying to avoid an 0-2 start against the Philadelphia Eagles trying to start their season 2-0. But the 0-1 teams out there that have a panic level next to them, it can be low, it can be medium, or it can be high, but it's going to be some panic. So we bring in Shannon Penn. By the way, before we get to the panic NFL team, Shannon, what's the latest on your daughter, Shannon Penn, playing volleyball this afternoon? All right, so yeah, they dropped the uh, second set as well. It was a two out of three match, so they they dropped both sets. But, I mean, Shannon did a thing. She scored about, uh, uh, what, three or four okay. points there. Right. So, but, but, but Nice little debut us, in her varsity uh, yeah. as a varsity You told us freshman. the first game they lost 25-9. to nine. It was 25-9. The, the second score was 25 to 16. So. Oh, progress. Okay, okay, a little better. Progress. A little better. Okay. Yeah, you know, a little progress there. Right. There we go. You know, baby steps, you know, as her varsity career gets started tonight. So that's good to know. Good to know as far as that goes. They said, look, they are from 9 to 16. You know what they got to do? They just got to gotta trust the process. They got to have a 1 and 0 mentality every day they go out. They got to beat the sun. They got to work harder. 110% effort yeah. each each game in, game out. Got to have faith in your teammates because you your teammates have faith in you. On to the next play, they're probably on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. What NFL teams we got? Part of panic low for teams, like we mentioned. Low, medium, and high. All these teams were 0-1 after week one. Mm-hmm. They can ill afford to be 0-2. So let's do the panic meter on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. All right, Freddie, first uh, team up, the Denver Broncos. What's the panic level there for the boys in Denver? Oh, I'm going to say that's high. Because when you're Sean Payton, you've come in to try to fix Russell Wilson, and it didn't look – it didn't look good at all in week one versus the Las Vegas Raiders, a winnable football game if you're the Denver Broncos. Sean Payne believes that, and he knows his way works. You can't lose to the Washington Commanders playing a second straight game at home. You lose that game, I can't imagine what that's going to sound like. I'll say the panic level for the Broncos is high. So I'm going to go medium right now right. because of how dysfunctional everything was for the Denver Broncos a season ago, and I don't think we – a lot of us really had high expectations for them this season. But if they lose to the Washington Commanders, Ooh boy, that's ugly. That's not good. Because remember I talked about this, Freddie, within that first four games, I at least expected them to be 3-1 and one with the loss to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They're 0-1 right now. If they go 0-2, it's a great chance they go 0-3 because I, think, I believe they play the Dolphins in week three. All right, Harry, next team up on the list, looking at the panic level for these 0-1 teams, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to go high because they lost their first game versus the Los Los Angeles Rams, a game that I never had on my meter for them losing. Mm -hmm. And then now they play the Detroit Lions, who we know are a very physical football team. And when I looked at the Seattle Seahawks last year, their run defense was horrible. Now, they brought some guys over, free agency. They brought some guys back. But at the same time, I know the Detroit Lions are going to go and try to run the football, and it's their home opener. Absolutely. Their home opener, that's a sellout. So this can get ugly for the Seattle Seahawks. This game was 45 to 48-45, I believe the Seahawks won last year. Yep. I don't think it's going to be a shootout like that this year. Yeah, I'm with you. It's high because especially when you believe that you can be a lot closer to the San Francisco 49ers and the NFC West, the last thing you need is to start 0-2 and everybody starts having a crisis confidence. 
you thought you were past that the minute you moved on from Russell Wilson and you didn't have to worry about that black cloud respectively hanging over your organization. Well, now you start 0-2 against a team that was more physical than you in the Los Angeles Rams, and we know a team that the Detroit Lions are going to make things awfully, awfully physical on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you. That's a high panic level for the Seattle Seahawks. All right, cover your ears, Christine Lisi. <laughs> Freddie, what's the panic level for Christine's Buffalo Bills? You really want to make sure that any treat she makes from now on, that I will not get a taste of those treats ever again when she brings me when it comes to chocolate or vanilla or anything like that or cookies, sugar cookies. Thanks a lot, Shannon Penn. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'm going to say it's medium with the Buffalo Bills because the one person that cost them the game, I don't believe is going to do that again when it comes to Josh Allen. To bring some memory to your memory, their defense did play pretty well until that fourth quarter. And they ran the ball a little bit better early on, and then they, for some godforsaken reason, decided to forget about it and put it all in Josh Allen's hands. So I'm going to say it's medium. They should be able to take care of business in their home opener versus the Las Vegas Raiders, even though the Raiders want to know. So I'll say the Buffalo Bills, it's a medium panic level. Yeah, I'm going to go medium as well. They better not lose to the Las Vegas Raiders, though, because things can get really, really ugly, and I could just imagine us in the media Next week, if they lose this football game, Freddie, I was actually supposed to go to this game with a lot of my buddies that are Bills fans. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I'm spending my right. birthday, me and my wife's birthday on Saturday. Look at you. With, uh, with, 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 uh, up in Denver, Denver, Colorado. All right. You going to hang with Dion when you get there? Yeah, we're going to do a little something up there. <laughs> hey, yo! We're going to do a little something up there. <laughs> I get that something, something. Go right ahead. What All right. Hi, right, Dev. <laughs> Now, we got safe space coming up next hour, right? We do. Yeah, 45 minutes away. You get a chance to speak in a team with safe space. where We're here for you. We're not going to judge. We're not going to rake you over the coals. We're not going to throw you in the bus. It's a chance you have that safe space, and we get out of the way and let you have your moment to get in touch with your feelings. We'll do that in 45 minutes. You're on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Devin Kane, right. Giants, Shannon Penn, Giants. What's the panic level for your football team after what happened to them at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday? We'll get to that in safe space. We'll, we'll do that in safe space. Oh, We've got know, plenty of runway uh, there for that. Okay. So but we, for right now, we're trying to be positive here. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> what's the panic level? They didn't fall for it. For the New York Giants. Oh, I'm so glad you came to me. Are, are, it's, are you? It's very high. Very high because they play the Cardinals this weekend. And... I hope they don't go to Arizona and lose that football game because Ooh. the schedule doesn't shape out well for the New York Giants. They have the San Francisco 49ers after that, Ooh. Seattle after that, Ooh. the Dolphins after that, Ooh. the Bills after that, Ooh. the Commanders after that, Division games. the Jets after that. Uh, that so if they can't get a win versus Arizona, I'm sorry, Martin, I just didn't want to go to Arizona. <laughs> if they can't get a win versus Arizona, <laughs> oh, it can get really ugly. And I have a few, <laughs> few things out there with a, with a few people okay. that thought the Giants were going to win eleven games this year. Oh boy. You know who you are. I won't call you out by name. I will not right now. But when it, when I win, I will call you out at that moment. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. The panic level is high. The one way to fix that is that that certain guy named Saquon Barkley that they made essentially get on his hands and knees to get a franchise tag kind of money, and then they put incentives in to see if he can meet those incentives based on what he did last year. Pause. You might want to give that guy the football a little bit more and not try to place everything on Daniel Jones. I know you want Daniel Jones to be that guy. You believe with adding weapons on the outside, he can be that guy. But your best offensive player is that guy that he should be handing the ball off to a little bit more in Saquon Barkley. I'm with you. It is a high panic meter. 
maybe as much for the Giants and their quarterback, Daniel Jones, in addition to the whole football team trying not to be 0-2 after playing the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Freddie, what's the panic level right now in Chicago for the Bears? Low, medium, or high? Low, because if anybody thought the Bears were going to be that exponentially better, then you were crazy. This was a 3-14 and 14 win, 3-win-14 lost team last year, and Everybody's saying they can win eight or nine games. Like, Hold on. Did, did you not see that offensive line from last year? I don't know if they really improved that. Justin Fields still has to learn about the new receivers, and they didn't help him at all in that game one versus the Green Bay Packers. So it's a low panic meter because I think the Bears are going to be that good this year anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go low as well, but I also think it's sad watching their tape and watching their film and trying to figure out some of the things that they're actually trying to do. Justin Fields didn't play his best game. I didn't think. Offensive coordinator Luke Getze called his best game. Um, it still looks like a, a, a lot of dysfunction going on on the, on the offensive side of things. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be sad? Cause their their first-round draft pick, the, do they own their first-round draft pick or did they give it to, to Carolina? I'm trying to remember. I'll look that up. I think I'll help they you may out with have that two first-round draft picks, though. Okay. Either way, they need a lot of help. Yep. Yeah, that, that loads a pan to me because nobody thought they were going to be that good anyway. All right, uh, Harry, let's stay in the NFC North. What's the panic level for the Minnesota Vikings? Um, I'm going to go low because that's a team I thought wasn't going to make the playoffs this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And before halftime, Baker Mayfield was able to go drive down and score a touchdown. Yep. Coming out of halftime, he was able to go drive down and score a touchdown. I told me everything I need to know about the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins turned the ball over like, like it was kids – dropping candy out of their candy bag and <laughs> someone punked, punked, up, punked, uh, punked a hole in it. So I, I don't expect much from the Minnesota Vikings this year. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a medium because you're playing an Eagles team that is going to be compromised in the defensive backfield and also game well that running back is not going to be available to play tomorrow night. Not saying that sets it up to be an easier game. There's nothing easy about playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the city of Philadelphia. That's where that game's going to be. And the Eagles believe on a short week they got things to clean up even though they beat the New England Patriots on Sunday. I'm going to say it's a medium because this team was 13-4 and four last year and people called them a paper tiger in the NFC North. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, do you want people to say that about you and mean it this year when they believe that you're not going to be anywhere near the kind of team you were when you had those 12 of those 13 wins were by one score or less? All right, the next uh, team on the list here, Pittsburgh Steelers, Freddie. What's the panic level there? Ooh. That's a good one with yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, because they, they, they did not look great against the Niners. Yeah, and now they play a Browns defense that really got out to Cincinnati, and that game's going to be a Monday night football at home in Pittsburgh. I'm going to say that panic level is a little medium for the Pittsburgh Steelers because I don't believe they were as bad as what they showed. The 49ers are going to do that to a lot of teams offensively, what they did to Pittsburgh in game one on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to say it's a medium level because division games are always hard to win. We're going to see a lot better Pittsburgh team on Monday night than we saw this previous Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go medium. You look at the physicality that San Francisco played with. I can't help but think about the Cleveland Browns and the physicality that they, that they played with in game one versus Cincinnati Bengals. So if if the Pittsburgh Steelers don't come out ready to go, they could easily fall to 0-2. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Freddie. I'm going to go medium. All right, last team on the list, Harry. What's the panic level after week one for the New England Patriots? For me, honestly, it's low. Okay. It's low because watching the way they played against the um, Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, and how they had that offense looking crazy and that defense showing why it was a top eight defense a year ago. Um, Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien look like looks like a great pairing. 
So I'm going to go low for the New England Patriots. When it comes to the Patriots, what they've been about all this time in New England, normally Bill Belichick, he doesn't worry about panic meters. I don't give a Yeah, he doesn't worry about those kind of things when it comes to New England Patriots. But I'm going to say it's a high panic meter. You got the Dolphins, then the Jets defense, Dallas defense, Saints defense in the next five games. Robert Kraft basically said, I'm not going to stand for another season of 7-10, and 8-9, and, and not making the playoffs. You're going to be the Miami team that seems to be the future of that division along the Buffalo Bills. And whenever Aaron Rodgers comes back to the New York Jets, right now the Pages better realize in modern football, if you believe you have a dude a quarterback, you better let that dude be that dude. I saw it in the second half versus the, the Philadelphia Eagles. We better see that early and often. Or if it's a track meet, Harry, that's a firefight that the Patriots are not going to be able to win. And that's kept to be unforgiving if they're not able to beat the Dolphins and avoid going one and one. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Part of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget the phone number as well. Join the flow home at triple H A ESPN. 888-729-3776. That is the Freddie and Harry hotline. So next we're going to talk about aliens. <laughs> I'm not making that up. We're going to talk about aliens and aliens and more aliens. Do they actually exist? Maybe they do in this part of the world. And other news comes your way on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The mighty WWL with the call in New Orleans. He is Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You heard the guy catch that pass. He had a terrific day in the Saints opening day victory versus Tennessee Titans. He is Rashid Shahid. A pleasure to bring him in for the Saints joining us here on Freddie and Harry. We've all seen the video, Rashid, where Derek Carr says, Rashid, just run. 
And Jameis Winston goes, uh, yes, throw him that deep ball, and then you make it count. <laughs> what was it like, Rasheed, that you make that play work, and then that video goes viral all over the place? Man, that was, that's a really, really special moment uh, for, for me and Derek. Um, for him to, you know, come to me and, and have that confidence on, on a third down, you know, to, to come and take a shot, um, you know, that, that, that brings me a lot, a lot of confidence. And it was a perfectly executed play. O-line stepped up. Derek threw a great ball, and – you know, it's a perfectly executed play. And tell us about, you know, the early impressions on your quarterback, Derek Carr, and the type of leader that he's that he is for this football team. Yeah, man, Derek comes in every single day, and he pushes us to be on the same uh, level as him as intensity, um, his, his leadership in the locker room, his, his willingness to help guys out um, is second to none. He's, he's a true competitor, true leader. Um, and, and it's been absolutely amazing to have him around. What has it been like for you? Because I saw the hezzy that you hit him with out of the backfield where he went, uh, and then next thing you know, in the end zone, <laughs> catching the touchdown pass. You've been kind of a Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife. No Alvin Kamara suspended for the first couple of games of the season. What has it been like for you, Rasheed, mm-hmm. that they can count on you to be at Swiss Army knife and that you're going to deliver? Yeah, no, it, it's a wonderful feeling for the coaches to be able to put me in positions to make plays. Um, I'm definitely, definitely thankful for that. Um, you know, we have a lot of weapons on this offense, and for me to be able to contribute in the way that I have, um, it, it means the world. And, you know, I just want to continue to make plays for my team and continue to come out with victories. And um, as long as I keep continue to do my job, uh, I feel like good things are going to continue to happen. A lot of people have you guys favored to win the NFC South this year. Do you guys feel like that's a real possibility, and what's the ceiling for your group? Absolutely. We feel like our, our – our, our ceiling is incredibly high, sky is the limit. Um, we just know that we have to continue to put the work in, you know, continue to do the little things on and off the field uh, to, to continue to help this team and, and continue to grow, um, you know, be close in the locker room, um, and, and you know, continue to keep our head down and, and block out all the noise that might come. Uh, we know what type of team we have, and we know the type of guys that we have in the locker room, and, you know, we know we can win. Uh, we just got to continue to put the work in. Rasheen Shahid, not just a running back, not just a wide receiver, but a jack of all trades, a master of them all for the Saints, joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. No one should be surprised that you're fast because your mom and dad yeah. were pretty fast. Your dad, Hanif, was a yeah. sprinter at Arizona State. Your mother, Cassandra, ran the 400 meters at San Diego State. What was it like to know, Rasheed, that if you got in trouble, you could not outrun your parents when you were younger? <laughs> yeah, no, that that was definitely definitely not an option at all. Um, no, but I, I was blessed with wonderful genes. Uh, my parents have done a great job with myself and and my younger sisters. Um, you know, I'm blessed with speed. Uh, so yeah, I give all the credit to them. <laughs> now I got to ask you: when you playing for the Saints, do you know the biggest rivalry game oh for the New Orleans Saints? Here we go. Got to be the Falcons. Oh! Oh, she, you didn't brought it up since you brought it up. <laughs> you asked the question. And you know, I'm what do you mean he brought it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got I to gotta word it like that, though, Freddie, you know? You know, I played for the Falcons yep. for seven years and stuff like that. Uh, what is it like, man, playing in the Superdome, though? Because I, I, I've been able to play down there, and I would say this. Even though, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Atlanta guy. If there's one yep. place I enjoy playing, it was in the Superdome uh, outside of my own stadium where I was playing at because of the energy mm-hmm. and how the fans showed up and showed out no matter what. Man, no matter what. Saints fans are, are absolutely crazy about, about this team. And, you know, the, the team plays for the fans. Um, they, they come out and, and show out and, and show love. And, 
they're screaming and yelling, and, and it's almost like a party in the stands each and every game. Um, and it's the environment is second to none. The fans are second to none, um, and, and we absolutely love it. Ah, ah. Oh, Lord. Here the Falcons coming now, she They coming now. Rasheed, just ignore him, hey, please. Cut it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bobby, Rasheed Shaheed took a picture as a teenager with Drew Brees when he was with the Chargers and then played for the Saints. And now he's playing for the exact same team that Drew Brees used to play for. And he was big time in the opening day victory versus Tennessee. He is Rasheed Shaheed of the New Orleans Saints. Grace is with his time joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Rasheed, great stuff, my friend. Continue to give him that hezzy and take care and be well, my man. Yes, thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. By the way, when you can employ him the way that they can employ him, your ah ah Falcons could be in trouble, dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, pa- oh, now pa- you got the oh, no, 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 he's uh-oh. got it on nope. the phone now, and now the, you got the oh. The power of prayer. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> Heavenly Father, please deliver us from the New Orleans Saints. In this day, we like to call the Atlanta Falcons. That's what Harry Douglas is going to be doing in prayer when it comes to that. Aaron Rodgers had a chance to speak after what happened on Monday night. You'll hear his words next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.